goal setting, which was uh, it was brought up by the community and something that the uh, the coaches up here um, felt was a, a really strong topic. In addition to you know some of the podcast episodes that are going out recently, but um, I think goal setting is something that allows us to tap into a, a bigger vision that ties into um, micro executions. And like Katie talks about this all the time, but like building good, healthy habits and coach B getting consistent with these healthy habits. And um, I think goal setting just allows us to, to focus and dial into what is significant to us and like, what is the, the end goal or the result that we're looking for. And, and, um, and ultimately just staying focused on whatever that goal is. And so um, I personally have a couple things that, you know, I'd love to share with the group, but uh, before we dive into it, coach b or, or katie I don't, I don't know if you guys uh if you guys had something specific or maybe you want to walk us through your goal setting routines uh, yeah i'll share i'll share first i think goal setting is super important um and i think it's it's kind of relevant it should be top of the mind right because we're we're entering the holiday season and then everybody knows what starts to happen after after christmas right people start to you know, get their, get their goals in order. They say they're going to start to train. They're going to start, they say they're going to start to work out. They want to change their habits and um, it, it, they quickly die off. Like I always remember, like I'm still in college, so like I still work at a college, but I would remember going to the fitness center, the rec center. And it'd be, it would be so impossible to try to get on a machine because everybody would be in there, right? Like right at the beginning of the semester, everybody goes to the rec center. Everybody starts to work out. Everybody starts to train. And after like three weeks, like nobody's there again. And I think what starts to happen is people say they want something. They want to attain something, but they don't have the roadmap or they don't have the playbook or they don't, maybe they didn't even write, write it down. Like they didn't, they say they want something, but they're not willing and willing to take the steps to try to achieve something. And so I think their goals start to fall short and then they get frustrated and then they give up and it starts to have, starts to become this cyclical um, pattern that starts to happen and you can start to see it over and over again. So I think goal setting does allow us to have a vision and it allow, and I think it's a necessary step in the process of trying to improve something or attain something, but the goal in and of itself is, is really meaningless unless you decide to take the, the steps towards accomplishing the said goal. Katie, what do you think? I was sitting here nodding. Uh, it, it's so true. I think that, um, well, because I was remembering too what it was like at, at, at my college, uh, like you said, right after Christmas, it was next to impossible to get on a machine. Um, but it it's finding for me, you know, I I've been trying to kind of create micro goals that I can accomplish um, each month. So, uh, for, for, for me, it's, it's like, okay, well, the month of November, uh, is when I wanted to start incorporating meditating. And the, the whole reason why, you know, I've wanted to have meditating as part of my life as part of a habit is so that I can get, maybe it'll help me get better sleep. So my, my ultimate goal is, is better sleep. So what are some small things, small goals that I can have to help me accomplish this late, this greater goal. And it's setting up different small goals each, each month that over a course of time, hopefully it's like, Oh yeah, well, how was I not even doing this before? I'm so much more productive now that I do this. Um, for example, uh, using a planner that was, uh, some like a handwritten planner, not just my, my calendar on my desktop. That was something that, 
made a huge difference in my productivity every day because I was like, gosh, how am I coming into the office and I'm leaving and I still feel like I have so much to do? Well, it was because I wasn't utilizing my time right at the office. I was spending, you know, over two hours in my inbox every day. That was not productive. So I had to set, you know, so anyways, setting up those micro goals to achieve a bigger goal of being more productive, getting better sleep, exercising more, running further, you know, it, you have to start with the smaller goals. If I said, hey, I want to go and run the marathon, a marathon at next month, I probably wouldn't have this good of results if I hadn't been training for it and trying to say, hey, at the end of one month, I want to try and run, be able to run a 5K. At the end of month three, I want to be able to run a 10K and setting up those micro goals to achieve that larger goal. That's awesome. You know, what we talk about is, um, so we set, set goals with all the athletes I work with and over the evolution of like teaching them how to set goals, everything has come down to getting to understand what the process to achieve that goal is. And we just, we define it by using those words and we say, um, what are you going to do on a day-to-day basis that's going to help you accomplish this goal? So if somebody says to me, Coach B, I want to score 20 goals this year. Okay, fantastic. What are you going to do every single day to help yourself put yourself in a position to score 20 goals? Right? Because sometimes a goal is the outcome, and we cannot, we don't always have control of the outcome, but we can always have control of the process to try to put ourselves in the best position to achieve that outcome. Um, and those micro goals, like when you were saying micro goals, uh, you know, I've, I've never really thought about it in terms of that, but. I always say it's the it's the process and what are the things that we're going to do on a day to day basis that are going to take us a step closer towards achieving that goal. Drew, when you were a coach, did you like did you talk about that kind of stuff too, like about the process yeah, and micro goals? That that was everything for us, and you know it wasn't always like that, but over the last couple of years, it's been the most impactful way for us as a coaching staff to one just introduce these tools to the players, um, but also man, there's been years and I've seen other coaches where, you know, they don't have set goals and they go halfway through the season and then they start to rein it in and and start getting a little bit more dialed when it comes to that stuff. But um, as a coach, we always did it in training camp. Like the first two weekends, you know, right when the team, everybody gets announced, you made the team, uh, a month goes by and then you show up at training camp. And the first thing we do is we get a journal and we take the organization sticker and we throw it on top of this journal and we pass it out to all the players and then we present them with like five to six questions. Those five to six, six questions will give us as coaches everything we need to know about what that player's thought process is now, what needs to be molded, and then also um, just helping them set up success for themselves on an individual level. I think you know we have goals as a team, but we also need to realize that as youth coaches, uh, we're resources for development. We're, we're we should be a resource and tool that these athletes can use throughout the season to individually figure out um, how they're going to develop, you know, as much as possible. And so um, it was interesting. Some players, you know, <laughs> they want to score 50 goals because they scored 50 goals last year. But last year they're playing on a B team. This year they're playing on a triple A team or double A team. And um, so that goal setting is extremely significant because when we see that this is their goal, we also need to be- prepare them. Right. We need to prepare them for, you know, if, if this is something that you want to pursue, like you said, Coach B, what's going to happen if it's 50 goals? Are you going to be shooting 100, 200 bucks a day or, you know, so we always viewed it as like macro vision, micro execution. And so 
the macro vision is is what these these kids are writing down or what the coaching staff was writing down and honestly if i could go back in time i i would say who cares about the kids we should make the parents write the stuff down so we know exactly what their thought process is when when coaching uh these teams but um it was it was so significant for us because one uh 100% of these kids have never done anything like this before with the coach um they had no idea what it meant to set goals for themselves outside of maybe like their parents saying for every goal you score, every assist you get, we'll give you like five or $10. Like that to them, that was like goal setting. And for them, that was their incentive. Um, But this is something that we did probably in four to five meetings throughout the course of the season where we start with the goal setting, we understand what's happening and, and setting up themselves for success. And then we, and then we meet with them about every month and a half. Um, we, we bring that journal out. We talk about the initial goals. We talk about, holding them accountable for whatever their goal set was or whatever the team goal set was and uh, what either needs to change or what's going well, or if they have questions. And um, to me, this was the most impactful thing we did as coaches. It was, it was never things that we did on the ice or things that we did on the bench. It wasn't putting together the most perfect power play line, but it was just like setting up the kids for understanding what a successful season is. Because at the end of the season, if we were 0 and 40 or 0 and 45, but, they were able to attack their personal goals and understand that there was progress with those individual goals, then it was a successful season. But um, it's really tough to do that and explain the whole story (laughs) at the end of the season if you don't lead up with, hey, you wrote this down here, and then you change your mind, and then you realize that I'm not going to score 25 goals if I don't shoot 100 bucks a day because I'm not going to be as as agile or my shot isn't going to be as good or as powerful as it could have been. And um, so, Coach, it was, like, really, like, setting them up with this tool, holding them accountable to the tool. And then it's the self-realization and the the, the realizing um, I didn't reach this goal because I didn't do this. I think that's the most powerful tool as an athlete. I didn't make the team because I didn't do this. I didn't get on power play because I didn't do this. Um, I think that that self-realization is ultimately what separates a great athlete from an athlete who, who just is playing recreationally. Um and so, well, you know, that's kind of where, where our perspective is coming from the coaching side. No, no, Drew, and I think that that's a good point. And actually, um, in an in a upcoming podcast episode, Coach and I dive into this a little bit more. But uh, so I wanted to I, – I had a fear of the ball in softball at one point, and, which is hard when you're playing competitive softball. Um, but they wanted me to play second base or shortstop and um, so middle infield. And I was like, oh, gosh, no, I don't want to be in there. That, what if the ball hits me in the face? So I asked to play outfield. Well, I wasn't very good at it. Um, I, I was better at stopping ground balls, even though I developed a fear. Uh, so I had a spring in my glove. And the coach was like, well, look, you know, if Katie wants to play outfield, she's going to have to go catch 500 fly balls a day. And so that they, that's what I did every single day after school. Even when I had practice, softball practice, my dad would take me, we call it the circle park because it was a park with a big circle path around it. Um, he would take me to the circle park and hit me 500 fly balls every single day. Um, and that was from May all the way through snow season here in Colorado. And that changed, changed me. I became one of the, the best outfielders, you know, on, on the team. And, you know, it, in addition to catching 500 fly balls, I also had to throw 500 balls back in. So I developed a really strong arm. But this was one of the goals was to, again, play outfield. 
<laughs> you know, it, which I, I feel like no kid wants to play outfield because everyone's like, oh, the outfielders throw them in the outfield. They suck. But um, if you, if you're, if you're me, that's what you wanted to play. And I, I loved playing outfield. I played it through college. And one of the things that like I know helped me was going out there every single day for an entire summer and catch 500 fly balls. I mean, I can't even, I probably should do the math as to how many fly balls I caught, but yeah, it, it was the little thing that helped me become one of the best um, outfielders on the team. And uh, go ahead, Coach B. I was going to say, those, the, those are your reps, right? Like reps are the key to life and reps are the, the only way that we're actually going to get better at anything that we do. And those reps are the actionable steps or the, like the micro goals that allow you to, you know, feel more confident and feel more confident in your ability to play the outfield. And I think that's what starts to happen is sometimes it, people set goals for themselves and they, they might get frustrated um, because they might give up or they miss a day, but it's, it's, it's the showing up at each and every single day where you, you realize like, Hey, I want to do this goal. I want to accomplish this. And you just got to keep building the habits of being consistent on a day-to-day basis. And that's when the breakthrough is going to happen. Like the breakthrough is finally going to happen. And then you start to feel so much more confident in your ability to track down a ball or, um, you know, like, you know, make a play in the field. Like that's, it's, it's the showing up on a day-to-day basis is when you really, that's where you make your money. I completely agree, Coach B. You know, like I just remember like parents coming out to me and be like, I see so-and-so like in, and during games, like shoot the puck extremely well. Like, and a lot of like parents think of this as just talent based. And it's like, no, like you follow that kid, you know, after school, like what are they doing? They're literally shooting the puck for hour, two hours a day. Um, not that everybody needs to do that, but that's the equation. It, it was so simple to me because I was one of those kids. You know, I wish I goal set it a little bit better when I was a kid. I always had the resources and opportunities. I just, I chose not to, but um, I did shoot for an hour a day after school because like, that's what I was passionate about. And I ended up getting a good shot. You know, like to me, the equation has always been simple because I kind of lived through it, but uh, switching over to the, you know, like individual goal setting for ourselves. And like Katie brought up some great points of like, this is the, this is the end goal, the bottom line. Like what are the steps needed to, to get to that end goal? I think that's significant. Um, but something that, I mean, honestly, coach B, the, the book I'm reading right now, chop wood carry water like they, there's a chapter in it and it provided the stats and i'm a i'm somebody who like i need i need to understand the science i need to understand the impact i need to understand the why and then my brain starts clicking and um it just makes so much sense like having seventy thousand thoughts a day or your brain processing millions of, of you know data points um you know every couple of minutes but only being able to focus on a few things it, like that, I lived through that. I understand that because I feel like I miss a lot of things. Um, but I think one of the the significant factors to writing it down with goal setting is, and I, I don't know if this was in the book. I read it somewhere else, Coach B. But like, you you think of something and then that's one way. If you read something, now you're thinking and reading something. If you write it down, now you're thinking, reading, and writing it down. And so you're you're solidifying this this neural pathway is focus on this one thing and um and then if you write it down you're consistent it's top of mind then you're gonna figure out like you're, you're either you have the will to figure out what it's gonna take to get to that point or you're gonna find an excuse right that's something that you talk about all the time it's either find a way you're finding an excuse 
if it's top of mind, like that's the superpower. Like if somebody asked me who's the biggest personal brand that you can think of right now, I just like top of mind is Gary V. Like I get, I see Gary V everywhere, every platform I open, it, it's his message. It's his podcast. It's his speaking engagement. It's his piece of content. Um, it's his NFT. It's, it's the sweatshirt that I'm wearing. It's, it's like, he's top of mind. And that's, that is the superpower of, of generating the focus needed to understand what it's going to take to figure out success for that goal. And so if it's to generate a million dollars, then you're going to spend time to figure out and, and reverse engineer what it's going to take for your business to earn a million dollars or to, to teach a million people a certain skill set or whatever it might be. But the power of writing it down is thinking, reading, and solidifying it top of mind for yourself. And um, and then from there, it's really just, it's up to you, right? Coach B, like we talked about the discipline muscle, it's up to it's up to that person to either figure it out or to get distracted. And I think the easiest way to get distracted is by not writing it down. Um, and I think it was Mary B that posted in our chat uh, yesterday talking about like, do people like highlight or do people write things down in the book? And um, I need to start doing it because I sit down and I read six pages of, you know, chop wood, carry water a day. And I'm like, I'm shocked. I like to look at my girlfriend, like, oh my God, this book is like, this is the book. And, uh, and then like 30 minutes later, I, I try to think back. I'm like, wait, what was that principle? Or what was that quote that he used? Or what was the story? And uh, if I took the time to write it down, then these things would be more solidified for me to go back and connect these value points to things that are happening in my life, whether it's advice, whether it's consulting, um, or my own advice that I need to be taking more of. But um, Katie, I saw you uh, unmuted. You have something to add to that? Oh, I was just going to chime in and say really fast. It, it's uh it does seem like with listening to an audiobook or something, it's one of the things where I'm like, gosh, it's hard for me to listen to books on tape because I want to take notes of certain key points of, of the books. Um, so now I, the book I'm listening to in the car, I actually want to go buy so that I can read it and have certain takeaways that I've been getting so I can go back and reference them um, and highlight them out of the book, uh, just like I did back in college, you know highlighting all of the textbooks with the important parts, it, it makes a huge difference. 1000%. And you even go back to that rule. Like um, when I was in college, there was like a huge emphasis for people to write down things versus use a laptop. And, you know, you think about it, it's, it's not just the, it's not just the technology because if they truly were taking notes, I think that obviously the benefits are there, but it was just, it was a pathway to distraction, right? Like, and like, I was like the prime example, like watching, watching hockey games or movies in the back of the class during college. And um, like, to me, like I look back, I'm like, all I had to do was literally pay attention and write these things down and, and start to solidify and keep it top of mind for myself. And then I wouldn't have to work as hard when I'm studying or trying to, you know, cram in flashcards, you know, six hours before the exam. Um, that, that has drastically changed the way that I thought about goal setting. And when you learn the science and you learn how your body and brain works, then these things make a big difference. It's not just a, you know, some people think of it as just like a quick tip hack or this might help, but like, no, like this is how your body's made. This is how it works. And, and these are the things that you could do to give yourself the best chance of success. And um, all my mentors, anybody that I've looked up to in the past, their readers, there are people that write these things down. And one of my greatest mentors, his name's Charlie. I talk about him all the time. He used to carry a book. He called it his dream book. It was four feet tall, like two feet wide, leather bound with like gems on the front. And it was like his quantum dream journal. And like he would walk around the airport when he was traveling speaking engagements. And Wait, four feet or four inches? 
four feet. Like it was, this thing was huge because he wanted to fit as many of his dreams and as many of his goals and as possible. And um, this thing, like literally, like it looks like a suitcase, but it's a leather bound. I know, because I was thinking, I was like, God, that it'd be like me carrying me around. I'm five. But no, so like this. Playing. This is where I learned it. This this guy, he's like, this is my dream journal, and people would stop him and be like, "What is that? What is that?" And then he would. That's how he was able to like. <laughs> he like told people, he was like, this is what I do. This is where I write down." And he would open it up, and it'd be like, uh, "Today, like, let's generate fifteen million dollars for my charitable business." Or today, I need to find a video editor. And then he would write things down. And we used to have this saying, it was "Abracadabra," and what it meant was, you know, as I say, I create as I say, I create. And that was his way of, you know, people talk about manifestation, but for him, it was just like, it was just pure magic. He would write things down. And then two months later, things would happen and he would go back in his journal and circle and be like, yep, that happened. And um, that's where I kind of learned, you know, it wasn't magic. It wasn't manifestation. I mean, yeah, it kind of is if, 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 you, if you believe in that, if you're spiritual enough. But for me, it was like, okay, this is somebody who believes he can do more than what the normal and average person can do in a lifetime. Like, this is somebody who, he was a manager for two chains. He became a Nike athlete when he was 305 pounds. Uh, he ran marathons. He did Ironmans. And uh, he was he's just the person, he's like the motivational speaker that, you know, could change your life. But for me, it was like, I would just watch what he did. And he would write the stuff down. And, and then things would happen. He would figure out ways, whether it was reverse engineering, it was, he was one connection away from something happening. And, and then him being able to connect, you know, back to his goal. But, um we pushed, like we were communicating with this audience and it's kind of crazy now I think about it, but we had like 15 of these books. They were huge. They took up my whole like basement. And one of my goals for managing the community was every single person in our community would send in, they would fill out a form and send in their goal. And then me and this other person would write down every single goal into these dream books and they're going to live they're, like you guys will see it soon. And I'll share it all soon, but he's going to have these massive events where he's going to have all these books laid out on tables and people can go find their dreams. But um, there's something powerful about showing somebody that, you know, like I believe in you, I'm writing down your dream with you. I'm helping you, you know, come closer to whatever it is that they're looking for. And then that pushed them to develop their own goal setting habits and journaling habits. And, um, like for me, it was like, it just, things were coming true is because he wrote it down almost every single day and like long lists, like a hundred things. And, uh, he would always go back in his journal and circle and be like, Hey Drew, remember this one? Yeah. We just, <laughs> we signed this deal or Hey Drew, look at this. We just raised $10 million because we had a donor come in. Um, so and he had this, this macro vision that led us to what we were going to do on a, uh, on a, um, on a smaller execution level, whether it was, we need to message a hundred people today, or we need to make these phone calls or send these emails out or go to this event. Um, but it gave us the playbook because we internally knew and had to figure out what it would take to get to that macro uh, vision. In, in the wise, wise words of coach B that's okay. I'm quoting you. Um, I was just going to say in the wise words of coach B it's funny how opportunities arise when you have clarity. Oh, that's what I was just going to say. It's like, it's, I think we all know this. It, when you start to write things down and you want something bad enough, like your actions are going to start to change to try to make that happen and make that become a reality. Like it's, it's, there's no secret, honestly. Like it's, some people just don't want to write things down. And when you decide to write things down, now you have to hold yourself accountable to it. Like when we talk about like goals, like you want to make sure if you're going to write this down, put it somewhere where you can see it every single day. So for us, it could be in um, our training program folder. So when an athlete comes in, 
They could see it in their folder every single day when they come into the offseason train, or it could be put in their locker, right? When you start to see this every single day, it's like, oh, snap. Like, I said this to myself. I better make sure I do the actions that are going to help lead to this goal. If not, I'm going to have to answer some, to somebody, and maybe maybe it's me because I'll ask them every single day, did you do this? Did you like Kind of like what I, what I say to Drew, like, did you do this today? Did you do this today? Did you do this today? And at some point, they either can come back and they'll get pissed at me or – you know, I'm going to say them flat out. Like I just said it to an athlete yesterday. I said, listen, like there's a reason why I'm saying this each and every single day. It's like, you told me you wanted to do this and I'm showing up for you and I care enough to hold you to the standard. So I'm going to continue to ask you the question. If you never said it in the first place, then I'll keep my mouth shut. But if you decide like <clears throat> you, you want to achieve a goal and you're going to tell somebody like, that's probably the best thing you do is you have to tell somebody because now you have somebody there that's going to be willing to show up for you and hold you to that standard. Like that's the only way that things are going to get done. Like if you just write it down and you keep it to yourself, like it's not going to, like you're never going to get it done. Like it, maybe it might be the the 0.5% that can be able to get stuff done by yourself, but more more often than not, you need a team around you to help you. Well, 1,000%. That was actually going to be like my, uh, my closing statement there, Coach B, was that's the next level, right? Like I think setting yourself up for success – and then, you know, people have mixed opinions on, you know, building in the dark or building, you know, behind the scenes and, and kind of letting the work show um, and talk for for itself. I think, you know, that's a that's a thought process. But um, I'm somebody who I do. I tell everybody my crazy dreams. Like I tell everybody everything that I want to do, because like you just said, um, you like you, Coach B, can be the mirror until that person can look in the mirror and, and be like happy with with their level of execution and, and what they've been able to do for themselves. Until then, you can have people support you and be that mirror for you um, to, to make sure that you see the progress. Because I think people like that's one of the biggest issues I see is like people don't realize the progress that's happening right in front of them because it's not like super apparent or um, maybe they just don't have the the right angle at what's going on. But um, yeah, I think writing it down is number one. And then number two is telling people. And, you know, in the NFT space, people are like, oh, no, don't tell people, don't tell people because then, you'll, you know, you'll disappoint them if, if things don't come true. But um, like you just said, for me, it's like extra motivation, like getting the podcast out on Wednesdays and Fridays. Like some of them have been Thursdays and Saturdays, but <laughs> I told you guys, hey, Coach B, I'm doing this on Wednesday. I'm doing this on Friday. And so if I miss a day, I'm like, oh, shit, Coach B is going to be on me. Like, I need to get this out. And like for me, like I need that support i need that accountability until i get to a level where we get enough downloads we get enough feedback for me to be like this is worth it this is this is providing the need you know driving the needle for us and um it already is it already you know we already got to that point after what like four five six seven weeks um so that is uh that's pivotal in, in my opinion at least from our playbook but um coach b katie this was an amazing goal setting practice and wednesday and i don't know if you guys uh if you have anything to leave us with but uh, i appreciate your guys insights yeah, I'm sure we could probably talk about this at some other point too, but just uh, I think we're just scratching the surface when it comes to understanding how your brain works around setting goals and, and trying to take the right steps to actually accomplish something. And I, my final thought on this is uh, set yourself up with a, a community of, of people that uh, can be there to support you as you as you make these goals. Uh, it, it can be very, like you said, you can write something down but if I write it down and I just see it on the wall, like Katie, it's 4.30, get up and exercise, I can really easily just ignore it. Whereas opposed to if at 4.45, uh, you know, I'm getting a message from Drew saying, Katie, you're not in the Peloton room. 
where are you? You know, that's going to make me feel more accountable. So set those people in up in your life that can help you achieve those goals. And the great words of, of Mr. Brian Fanzo, we are greater than me. 